Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud, where we win at life through the gift of babbling. Friends, I was thinking, maybe we could... <laughs> maybe we can get rid of where we... And we just go straight into it. Winning at life through the gift of babbling. So it's, welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Winning at life through the gift of babbling. That's like, that's getting really direct, like straight to the point, like boom. Winning at life through the gift of babbling. Any questions? No. Drink Coke. You know what that's from? Any questions? No. Drink Coke. Period. You know that's from? That's from the documentary called Helvetica um, by uh, Gary Hustwit about the uh, uh, font, uh, the Helvetica font um, typeface. I guess it depends if you're viewing it on a computer or not. Technically, I don't know how that works. What's the difference between a font and a typeface? Helvetica was initially called something else, the the something Hasa or something, the 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 I forget the the uh, the, uh, the uh, grotesque the the Hasa grotesque or something the Helvetica and then uh, yeah Michael Beirut he was he was he was uh, comparing uh, a Coke advertisement from uh, I think his name is Michael Beirut famous uh, advertising branding guy. Uh, so he was comparing a Coke advertisement from like the 1950s to, or maybe from like the 1940s or something to like the 19, I don't know, whenever Havadika came out and he was comparing the two and how the, the ad became very, you know, they took out all like the, all of like the bluff, all, all the, you know, cartoony, strange typography from like old school advertisements. You just have a, a glass of Coke with ice in it. With like the the like frost coming down the side in Helvetica, it just says drink Coke, period. In Helvetica, period. Any questions, period. No, drink Coke now. <laughs> so, um, winning at life through the gift of babbling. Uh, today, um. We are uh, going right there in our Mishnah about the different things that uh, wives do. And uh, what do I mean to tell you? Um, okay, so I'm going to start off the daf uh, with the sh- my friend, uh, the little art scroll over here. A little art scroll. Okay. Here we go. Well, we're going to start on daf Samach uh, Bey's three, four lines from the bottom. Here we go. Uh, a woman who has marital relations near a mill will have children who are epileptic a woman who has marital relations while lying on the ground will have children with elongated necks a woman who treads on the excrement of a donkey will have children who lose their hair I'm not exactly sure how to tie that into Jewish men being bald. Thank God I still have hair, you know. Maybe a little too much if you ask some people. But not according to me. 
a woman who eats mustard, Havula bnei zalzane, will have children who are gluttons. Da'achla tachle, a woman who eats cress, Havula bnei tulfane, will have children with teary eyes. Da'achla monine, a woman who eats small fish, Havula bnei mitzitze eno, will have children with fluttering eyes. What are fluttering eyes? Is that a good thing? Da'achla gargushta, a woman who eats clay, Havula bnei mechari, will have ugly children. Dishasya shikhra, a woman who drinks beer, or oh. Should I keep you guys hanging? You want to know? You want to know what happens if a woman drinks beer? Havila b'nei ukami will have dark children. Right? A woman who eats meat and drinks wine. You want to know about that? Havila b'nei will have children who are barye, healthy. Huh, that's good. That's good. I don't. I don't. I. I. I, I don't uh, eat meat, of course, as you know. But I drink wine, also, as you know, on Shabbos. Dachle woman who eats eggs, havla bnei enone, will have children with large eyes. Okay. Dachle kavre. Where does like genetics fit into this stuff? Dachle kavre. A woman who eats fish, havla bnei chinone, will have charming children. Hmm. That's nice. What, you eat like sushi, just like eat like lots of sushi and your children will be charming. That sounds good. Dochla Karposo, woman who eats celery, Havala of Sunny will have radiant children. Dochla Kuzbarta, a woman who eats coriander, which I think is also called um, cilantro. Havala Bne Bisrani will have fat children. Dochla Srega, a woman who eats an esrig, Havala Bne Rikhani will have fragrant children. Barte de Shvarmalko Ochla Ima Esrega. The mother of the daughter of King Shapur ate Esrig while she was pregnant with her. They would bring her before her father, Bereshrechen, at the head of the fragrances. So her mother ate Esrig when she was uh, in, in the womb. And she was so fragrant when she was born that, uh, you know, when they were bringing out uh, good smelling perfumes and stuff, they would bring her out. Let's go back to. Ravuna Barchinina checked out, uh, I guess, told, oh I, th- oh, I think he was testing us. Oh, is that what it was? I totally spaced out there. Oh, yeah, exactly. He was testing us. Okay. Um, so Ravuna says, Ravuna Badaklan, Ravuna Barchinina, that Ravuna Barchinina was testing us. All right, what, what was the test? He omers Lohanik, Vu omers Lohanik. So if the husband says that she should nurse and um, wait, what? No. He omers lohanik. She says that she wants to nurse. Vu omers shalolohanik. And he says that he doesn't want her nursing. So I think that there was some cultural sort of implications here as well that I think that the, um, that sort of the upper class women would not nurse their babies. Uh, instead a wet nurse would nurse the babies for them. So if, so if she is saying, he omers lohanik. Now she's saying, look, I want to nurse. Vu omers shalolohanik. And he doesn't want her to nurse. Shomin La, we listen to her because Tsaira Dida who? Because it's her discomfort, right? If she's producing milk and not dis, you know, not uh, releasing it to feed her baby, um, it could be uncomfortable and she could decide if she wants to be nursing her baby in that case. Who Omer Lehonik? If he says that she should nurse, Vi Omer Shilo Lehonik, and she says that she doesn't want to nurse. Mahu, what about that? 
So well, if the minig in her family is that the women do not nurse, and she does not want to nurse either, so we listen to her. He uh he orcha but what if it is um what if in her family the women do nurse and in his family the women don't nurse and he's insisting that she should nurse and she doesn't want to nurse. My what do we say? Do we go based on his family minig, which is that the women do not nurse and therefore she shouldn't have to nurse? Or do we go based on her minig and her minig is that the women in her family do nurse and therefore if he's if he's wants her to nurse and it's the minig in her family to nurse, so then she'll nurse. And we answer from the following, that she gets his upgrades, but not his downgrades. And therefore, if the minig in his family is that the women do not nurse, well, then she does not need to nurse if she doesn't want to. Amr Rufuna says, Rufuna Micra, what is the Pasuk? Where, where do we have a Pasuk for this? And she is a married woman. And we learn from, we make a, a Joshua, that you get the husband's upgrades, but not the husband's Downgrades. That she was the mother of all living things. That you know that that uh, the wife gets the upgrades, not the uh, discomforts. So the Mishnah had said that you know so so a wife has all of these uh, things that she does as part of the marriage. Uh, I don't know. She grinds things and bakes and all sorts of things and so so we had said but if she brings in a maidservant well then with each subsequent maidservant that she brings into the marriage some of her chores get uh, get offloaded onto the maidservants so now so we said that if she brings in one maidservant so then she doesn't need to like i think grind and bake and stuff shira abda but she still has to do the rest of the chores but Vitaimale, why didn't she just say to the husband, I don't understand. I was responsible for doing all of these things. I brought in a maidservant. Let her be responsible for doing all of these things. Why is she only responsible for doing like two of the things? And why do I have to do the rest? Let her do everything, just like I was going to do everything. So Mishum Da'amala, because he can make the argument, Look, you brought in one maidservant, which means that we're now three people, me, you, and the maidservant. The maidservant only has capacity to take care of me and herself. You have to, you know, uh, be able to take care of the rest. Right? Who, who's taking care of the stuff that um, needs to be done for you? So therefore, you still have to do the other things. She brings in two maidservants, then she doesn't need to uh, cook and she doesn't need to uh, nurse the babies. But it implies that that the wife needs to do all the other things, but let her say to the husband, I lost Loch, it's Risa. Look, I now brought in two maidservants, the Tarcha Ladidu Ladida, right? That the that the second maidservant is going to uh, take care of the things that need to be taken care of, uh, taken care of for me and for her. And the other maidservant is going to take care of the stuff for you and the stuff for her. So now we have two maidservants taking care of two people. That should be fine. So, so why do I have to do anything? So, yeah, but who's taking care of the guests? If the two maidservants are going to be busy with me and you, who's taking care of the guests? If she brings in three maidservants, well, then she doesn't need to make the bed anymore. Implying that she needs to do the other things, though. 
Why doesn't she say it? What do you mean? I already brought in two maidservants before this. That wasn't enough. I now brought in a third maidservant to take care of all the guests. Leave me alone. Let me let me sit around and drink pina coladas. Well, the more people working in the house, the more guests there are. The more guests there are, and therefore, three is no longer enough to take care of the guests. So, if that's the case, I feel Arbanami. Well, then, even if there are four maidservants, then still she should have to be busy because the more maidservants you get, the more guests there are, so shouldn't she still have to have stuff to do? But the Mishnah had said that if she brings in four, then she could already just sit on the couch and drink pina coladas. Or maybe if they have like a pool, maybe she could sit by the pool drinking pina coladas. In a certain sense, that, that sounds like it might be interesting. Enjoyable. I've enjoyed that in the past, kind of, maybe, arguably, yes, I did. Now I can't really think about that so much. But maybe one day I'll do that again. But uh, if you have four maidservants, so since there are so many people working in the household, they'll figure it out. So she could sit by the pool drinking pina coladas. Amr of Chana says, of Chana vitemir of Shmuel Banachmani, lo echniselo mamish. And says of Chana, some say of Shmuel Banachmani, it doesn't mean that she necessarily has to actually physically bring into the marriage, like these actual maidservants, like actual people. Elikim chir uri lahachnis. Now, as long as the dowry is large enough that she would be able, that they would be able to afford this help, even though she didn't actually, you know, uh, bring the maidservants, but, uh, you know, she brought the funds to be able to, um, support that. So that would be enough and she could sit at the pool drinking pina coladas. Uh, and we have a verse that says whether she brought it in as a dowry or whether she somehow made her own money and used that to, um, you know, be able to afford these maidservants. Either way, that is fine. So we had said that if there are four maidservants, then she could just sit at the pool drinking pina coladas. Even though we said that she could sit at the pool drinking pina coladas, but she would still, uh, you know, mix her husband's wine for him, and make the bed for him. And wash his face. Okay, that sounds nice. That any malachis that a woman, that a wife does for her husband, nida a, a wife would also do that for her husband when she's a nida. Except for um, mixing his wine for him. And making the bed and washing his face and his hands and his feet. And when it comes to making the bed, says that's only in his presence. She shouldn't be making the bed, but uh, if he uh, goes somewhere else, then she can quickly sneak in and make the bed. So when it comes to mixing the um, wine, so is Shmuel's wife would mix his wine for him when she was in either using her left hand, like a, you know, in a different manner. Abaye's wife would put the, uh, uh, would mix the wine and put it by the entrance of the barrel. I believe it's a barrel. Rava's wife would put the wine at the, at the, you know, at the, uh, end of the bed, the bed that they would eat on. 
Rav Papa Ashashif and Rav Papa's wife would put the uh, would mix the wine and put it on on some kind of a I guess on the end of the bench that he was sitting on. Omer of Yitzchak by Chananye, Omer of Huna, Hakom Ashim Bifne Ashamish that you can uh, you know if you have a waiter, so you can let the waiter eat after the meal, right? So he's you know he's he's waiting on you, and then after the meal you know that that's when you can eat. Chutz mi baser The exception being meat and wine. That if he's serving meat and wine, feed him beforehand. Um, yeah, we're gonna see. Otherwise, it could, I guess, potentially be like dangerous or something. If you have a, a, a waiter and you're eating meat and wine, let him have some before he starts working. Amr of Chizda says of Chizda baser shaman v'ayin yoshin says of Chizda, but we're specifically talking about um, uh, fatty meat and old wine. Says Rava, the fatty meat thing uh, applies to the entire year. Whereas the old wine is specifically in the summertime. I guess then it's particularly fragrant, and the waiter is gonna, it's you know, let him partake earlier rather than later. Amr Ravana bar Tachlifa says Ravana bar Tachlifa ava koimna kamed mashmuel. One time I was standing before mashmuel. Excuse me, I got a yawn. All right. As uh, as Abisrael pointed out recently, Babel Yon, Babel Yon Talmud, Babel Yon Talmud. Kaim Nakami the Mashmuel says of Anubar Tachlifa that one time he was standing before Mashmuel, Vaisulei Tavshila the Arde, and they brought some kind of um, a mushroom dish. I heard a joke recently. What did the girl mushroom say to the boy mushroom? Have you guys you guys have heard this one? I heard this one recently. What did the girl mushroom say to the boy mushroom? You're a fun guy. Hmm. I guess it's not that funny. Alright. Okay. Well. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's go weiter. <laughs> so they brought him a... Uh, a, uh, a a cooked dish of mushrooms. istakni and says if they wouldn't have offered me some of this mushroom dish, I would have um, been in danger. I I think I eat mushrooms every day. Pretty much every pretty much every day, I eat the same thing. I I eat the same thing pretty much every day these days. Did I tell I I've gone through this? Breakfast is an apple. And like this, like trail mix nuts thing that I buy at the Shuk. Shuk Machni Yehuda is pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's like breakfast. Lunch is um, lentil soup and rice, and dinner is uh, um, vegetarian kuba soup. And in the vegetarian kuba soup, in the vegetarian kuba, I think there's um, lentils and mushrooms. I think. Anyways, um, so all right, where am I? So Amr Ravashi says Ravashi Avakim Nakamidu of Kahana says Ravashi he was before of Kahana Vaisu lay garglide de lifta bichala and they brought like what like heads of turnips in vinegar? Maybe that's good. I don't know. Is that like pickled stuff? Oh maybe it's like some kind of kimchi or kimchi's good, I think. If they wouldn't have given me Istachni, I would have it would have been dangerous for me. Papa Omar says Papa Afilu Tmarta Dehoninusa de Han Dehanonisa. Says a papa, even fatty dates. Klalo de Milsa, the rule is called the Isle Recha Visle Kiyua, anything that has a smell, a fragrance, and a pungency. 
then you're going to want to let people have, otherwise they can get, it can be dangerous for them. Avua bar'i u minyamun bar'i, so avua bar'i and minyamun bar'i, chad safi mikomino vamino vachad safi michad mino. So one of them would feed the waiter from all of the different stuff that they had, whereas one of them would only feed the waiter from just like one of the things that he had. And one of them, Eliyahu Novi would speak to him, and the other Eliyahu Novi would not speak to him. And probably the one who Eliyahu Novi did speak to is probably the one who would offer the waiter from all types of foods. Hanu Trey Chaside, there were two, um, uh, um, what, what's Chasidim? Um, Pious individuals. Um, some of them say, Rav Mari, Rav Pinchis, Ben Rav Chizda. That is, Rav Mari, Rav Pinchis, the sons of Rav Chizda. One of them would feed the waiters before the meal. One of them would feed the waiters after the meal. And the one that would feed the waiters before the meal, so Eliyahu and Ovi would speak to him. But the one who who fed the waiters after the meal, Eliyahu Novi did not speak with him. were sitting at the entrance to Azgur the king, King Azgur, King Azgur the king of Persia. And I know some like fellow who worked over there in the castle, in the castle palace. Oh, that's an interesting word. Palace, castle, passel. Huh. A passel. Wow. Dennis, is there a difference between a palace and a castle? If there is, maybe a passel is like something in between. A passel. That sounds good. All right. So now the guy who was bringing the food passed by um, Amemar Marzutra and um, Ravashi. Chazi Ravashi the Marzutra. Now Ravashi noticed that Marzutra the Chover Ape that his face was getting white. Shoko Baite. So so Ravashi chapterai a shtickle from the food that was being brought out for King Osgor. Onach lebe pume and stopped it in 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 uh, mouth. Omerle. So they said to Ravashi, what are you doing? You just ruined the king's meal. They said to, uh, uh, so they said to Ravashi, they said, why did you do that? Why did you ruin the king's meal? This can turn very bad very quickly. Uh, so Ravashi said to them, He says, look, that food was no good. That food was that food was problematic. Amule, they said to him, "Am I?" So they said to Ravashi, "What's problematic about the food?" Amule said to them, I noticed that there was like um, pig that was uh, with it was like it was, it was a leprosy ridden saras written pig on that that you were going to feed to the king." They looked and there was no leprosy ridden pig on the tray. So Ravashi took the fellow's hand and put it on a specific piece of pig. Omer Lu Hocha Mi Bad Kisu and he said to him, Did you check this piece? They checked, and sure enough, there was leprosy ridden pig. Omule Rabon and the rabbi said to Ravashi, My time is Sam Samcha Sanisa, how come you relied upon a miracle? 
right? A miracle happened and it became leprosy ridden. It wasn't actually, uh, there wasn't actually initially any problem with the meat. So how come you chaptarain some meat or chaptarain, probably not the leprosy ridden pig, but why, why'd you chaptarain epis and, and, and feed uh, uh, marzutra? I mean, you were basically relying upon a miracle. You could have gotten in big trouble. Amalu, so Ravashi said to them, Chazoy ruach tzaras, the koparcha ilave, while he saw that Marzutra, when all that food came by him, Ravashi noticed that Marzutra was like um, getting like tzaras, sickness vibes, so he, he knew he had to feed Marzutra from this food that was passing by. Very, very interesting stuff. So now the Gemara mentions a um, beautiful love story between a Roman fellow and his beloved. Ha'ur Ramah, there was a certain Roman fellow, to Amr la lahi itza, and he said to a, 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 a certain fellow, Minazbas li, um, will you marry me? Amr lo, she said, no, I won't. Ozal aisi rimone, so he took a pomegranate pole, split it in half, kama, and he ate it in front of her. Komai de tsarila, and as she witnessed him eating the pomegranate, and she could not partake, because he wouldn't let her, so belaite, so komai de tsarila belaite, and all of the saliva that was collecting in her mouth because she really wanted to partake from this pomegranate that he was not letting her have any of. So she swallowed that saliva. Velo havla ad and he didn't give her any pomegranate, and her uh, like skin turned translucent. Lesof amarle. So then he said to her, imasina loch minazbasli. If I heal you from this. Uh, uh, predicament that you are currently in from this sudden disease that you developed, um, will you marry me? Amrli in, she says, yes, I will marry you. Ozal, I see Rimone, so he went and Chaptarain, another pomegranate, Polly split it in half, the Ochol, Kama, and once again proceeded to eat it in front of her. Amrla, and he said to her, he instructed her, Komai de Tsarila, with any of this saliva that uh, emerges because you really want to to spit out the saliva. Until like a uh, green wait, what's a hutza? A hutza is what like a branch? A green branch came out of her is that what it is, I guess? From like all, all the spit, all the all of the sick spit she she spat out bestias and then she got healed. What a beautiful story about a uh, about this fellow who was um, madly in love with uh, w- with the love of his life. Ve'osa betzemer and and she uh, and she works with the wool. Betzemer imba pishtim lo. She works with wool. She doesn't work with flax. Masnisa mani rabbi yudi. Our mission is rabbi yudi. The tanis will learn the price. And kofil olamod lifnovil olamod lifnipno. We don't force her to. Uh, Stand and do work before his father or before his son. Not to uh, put uh, straw before uh, his animals. But um, we can compel her to um, place uh, straw, I guess, hay, straw, stuff, before the um, uh, cow. Rabbi Yudah Omer says, Rabbi Yudah, I've no kol filasos bepishton. We do not force her to um, work with flax. Mepnei pishton masriach, because flax smells. Masriach is a pet. It makes the mouth smell bad. Umesharvet asas vasayim, and it does something weird with the lips. 
but that's specifically Roman flax. Okay, so our Mishnah says that she works with wool, not with flax. It's like Rebuto who says that she doesn't work with flax. Rebbeleza said that even if she brings into the marriage a hundred maidservants, still she's got to do some work, at least work with the wool, because we don't want her just uh, sitting around at the pool drinking pina coladas, because then it might lead to uh, relationships that she shouldn't be having as a married woman. Amr of Malkio, says of Malkio, Amr of Adabar Ahava, Halachik Rebbe Yezer, that halach is like Rebbe Yezer. Okay, so now we're getting to this pretty technical thing. Amr B'chanina says, B'chanina B'edor of Ika. Shfud, Shvachas, Vigumis. A skewer and maidservants, i.e. the sugya of maidservants from our Mishnah, with regarding if she brings in maidservants, and Rebbe Yezer is saying that even a hundred maidservants, um, you know, she would still have to do some work. Vigumis, I don't know, and holes in the ground. Rav Malchio. Those are the opinions of Rav Malchio. Baloris, Efer Miklo, Gneva, Rav Malchio. Whereas, um, whereas, um, uh, Baloris, uh, uh, what was it, Baloris again? Uh, 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 I don't remember. A haircut or something? A for Mikla, uh, ashes, Vigvina, and cheese? Or Malchia. That's of Malchia. Okay. Or Papa Omer says, or Papa Masnisen, or Masnisen, or Malchia. That the Mishnais and the Brises are of Malchia. Schmeitz are of Malchia. Whereas the Amoraic statements are of Malchia. Um, that the way that you could remember what's what is that right that the masnisa the brises are of mal are of malchisa. My benel what's enough? Kamina ika benel shvachas. The difference is shvachas. Meaning, there's two ways to learn it. Right, one is that these specific cases are either of malchio or malchia. So in the first case that we said it was that of malchio says that the that the lacha is like Rabbi Yezer when it comes to shvachis, but then Rapapa says that it's that the Mishnais and the Brachis, the Brachis are of Malchiyah, not of Malchiyah. So, okay. So Rapapa would say that um, the, the shvachis is of Malchiyah, whereas we had said that it's of Malchiyah. I don't know what I mean to tell you. says that, um, that no, what did Rav if a mother is ishto milasos melach, if a fellow makes a nether against his wife doing uh, uh, any work, yotzivitein ksuba, he should divorce her and give her ksuba shabbatolam avili deshiamum. Because um, if you are uh, uh, just sitting around drinking pina coladas at the pool, you're going to get bored. But how does it define? How do they define shiamum? Um, insanity. Shiamum is ins- interesting. Boredom is is like boredom considered like a type of insanity, maybe. Hanu Tanakama. No, at the end of the day, isn't Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel saying the same thing that um, she shouldn't be just sitting around drinking pina coladas at the pool? Well, Nafkamin is, for example, if uh, if she has like a small little dog to play fetch with. So if she has a dog to play fetch with, so then we don't have to worry about her being bored, but it could still lead to. Uh, you know, you, I don't know, maybe she'll still end up having inappropriate relationships. Uh, in a dar share, or if she has, uh, if you buy her a chess board and she's busy playing chess, so again, she won't be bored, but, um, but, uh, I don't know, might end up leading to inappropriate relationships. Friends, that was the Afsamach Alf of Mesech de Ksubis. Um, yeah, I guess kind of like an interesting daf. Uh, peace out.